0: Please listen carefully.
1: So, before we start this episode, I just wanted to throw out a comment, a disclaimer, if you will. Um, we may say some things that will, you know, possibly offend some. Uh, we really we don't want to lose half of our audience here.
0: We're not talking about like cursing or something like
1: that. No, no, no. All, we all, keep it
0: classy here, fact. Very, very
1: very classy. But I think it's just Im- important that we start this and and you all understand that there's there's going to be some opinions put out here. Um and that's just because of personal preferences. Yeah. Not putting it out there, so
0: yeah. I mean, the whole the whole point here I think for for this podcast is you know, we want to discuss Actual, like actual bases, right. Which are near and dear to everyone's heart, right. They have something they really care about very deeply. It's the instrument that's like attached, almost attached to your body, right. You know, for everything you do. Yeah. Um, But you know, there's a wrinkle to this, right. Which is, you know, you need to apply what you hear here to your auditions, your shows, whatever your recording sessions are. Right. And do the right thing for the gig, right Like we're gonna be talking about the pros and cons of four string versus extended range bases yep and it's really all about what's right for what your what your gig is right you don't show up to like a show with like a vintage or indie rock with some super modern five or six string. Active bass with lights and doodads on it, or whatever. By the same token, if you're trying to go do a modern RB gig, yep, and you know, uh, you may have some issues, right? With that, it's you may not be able to cover every part that's expected, that's right. So, you know, think about that and apply what you hear here. I think that's the
1: yeah, that's what we're trying to put out here.
0: Yeah, that's the lesson. So, I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. And welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we take a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we unpack that and explore it. Um, we also love to hear feedback from you, the listeners. So you can find us easily on the web via practicalbass.com, but you can also find us via Facebook, Google+, Twitter, uh, even Instagram. And we welcome your feedback. We really love to hear from you, our listeners. Please talk to us about what you hear here. Give us your reaction to the opinions you hear. Uh, give us your ideas uh, for future shows even. We would love to hear those as well. You can subscribe to this podcast if you're not already. Uh, we hope you are subscribed. If you're not, you can find us via the Apple Podcasts app on your uh, on your iPhone or via iTunes. You can also find us on Google Play Music on your Android phone or your computer or Stitcher Radio, which works across platforms. Whichever one you choose, simply search for Practical Bass, and you'll find our little black and white bass logo, and uh, click subscribe, and that way you will get a new fresh episode delivered to you each week where we talk about these topics, and I hope that you enjoy the topic we're going to talk about today, which is four-string versus extended-range basses. Dave, what do you play? Well, I'm going to bore you. I it's, play four string. It's never boring with you, Dave. <laughs> it's just four. You make four sound like many.
1: <laughs> I'm a uh, yeah, four string that that's more or less what I've been playing for the past 20 years plus. You're a traditionalist. That's cool. Um yeah, I, so I, at one point I did venture into uh, the five string range. I uh I found a a five string. I was playing in a reggae band and I thought yeah. this is good. Good time for me to get that low B and uh, found on Craigslist a, a Mexican jazz five string for like next to nothing. That just seems
0: like that ought to be a
1: song. Like,
0: I found a five string Mexican jazz. <laughs> do, 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 do. I don't know. It is
1: going to be a song. <laughs> it now it ow. is. <laughs> that was the song right there. <laughs> it's going to be big. So, yeah, that's a uh, hit in the making. Yes. And it, that was a, it was a funny episode because it was one of those like, like Craigslist things where, you know, guys giving it away for dirt cheap. I've got to drive like 45 minutes away, but Friday at like 8 PM. So I'm like, okay, I'll do this. He gives me an address, but the address is actually like a bar and he's playing. And then I've got to, I realize it's the bassist that's selling it to me. Yeah. I got to wait for their set break. So he like lured me to go <laughs>
0: see his gig with a low priced base. That's,
1: price that's when you really are serious about getting an audience. Literally paying his, and I got there. He, hopefully he's not listening. He doesn't know. Me. He, didn't, he didn't remember me. So I had to wait to the set break. And then because parking was really bad, it was you know in a city. So he had to take me to a parking garage. So I didn't even get to like test the thing out because it's, I can't plug it in. Yeah, just look at it, and you just I I knocked him down fifty bucks. I was like, I mean, we're I'm not like I'm just taking a gamble yeah. here. Yeah, and yeah, so that was my one experience, and I had it for um, I owned that base for two months yeah. and four gigs, and then went right back to my four. Yeah, it just so wasn't
0: wasn't your bag?
1: No, not really. Yeah, um, but what what about you? Well, Paul, I know what you play, but for you know for our <laughs> listeners out there. Uh what what do you ride? Well, I'm
0: I'm I'm normally a five string player actually nowadays. I mean I've got yeah. I've got fours, I've got fives, um, and I think nowadays I just I kind of tend to the five string and, and you know, my five is like most of them, it's tuned down to a low B. Right. I know there are some five strings that people will string from E up to you know, low E up to high C. Right. Um, which is also cool. I mm-hmm. I don't have any of my basses tuned that way. I'm you know, I really I'm more of the foundational player i guess so the low b works for me and i used to have a six string but it was just it was too big for my hands and it was kind of a stupid purchase so i got rid of it a few years back when i got on a kind of a trading kick
1: right yeah so what what do you like um you know what what do you like about your five string
0: um well so you know i guess one thing that that i think about is a five string isn't automatically better than a four, right? The sound of yeah. the bass is everything, right? You can have a, a crappy sounding five string and a great sounding four string, and I would much rather play the four string at that point. Sure. Um, but you know, for for me, you know, what I like in the five is just, you know, that range, having that range is useful. Um, I don't ride on those low notes a yeah. lot. Um that's kind of to me the the number one rule of playing a five string or, or you know, or more, you know, or an extended range bass is don't, don't overuse it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think about the fact that you're there for the same reason as somebody who's got a four string. Yep. So don't get crazy. Yeah. Right. It's like the the low notes on that B string, they're like, they're like seasoning, right? If you add enough flavor makes the dish that much better. Like you can just take it to the next level, but yep. you put in too much and it's just, that it ruins the dish.
1: Yep. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: So the B string for me gives me a way to play in a lower register, um, but higher up the neck, right. For me, that's the big selling point for a five string. Um, You know, I mentioned my six that I used to have was too big for my hands. Right. The neck was just uh, trying to navigate it was difficult. Yeah. Um, There are, uh, you know, since that time I've run into other six strings that have narrower spacing that are not quite as difficult to navigate. But you know, even so, uh, you know, it's there there are problems inherent in that as well, right? Or challenges, I guess I should say. So for me, the the real key of having that low B string is that I can play higher up the neck, like I can play that low E, you know, up at fret, you know, up at fret uh five instead of at the bottom. And, you know, the spacing is closer together there, which means my hand can be more relaxed.
1: Ah, okay. Now,
0: that doesn't mean that I play all, that I'll always play that either, because sometimes, you know, having the low E on an open string gives you a timbre that you want. Yep. Right? That's right. So it's just having an option. For me, That's that that option is what makes it worthwhile. Right. It's really all about, you know, the neck size, the profile for the neck, and how, you know, how well I can um you know how well i can navigate around it yeah 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 so so for you you know why why four string for you
1: well i think you know one of my one of my themes overall like with with my gear and everything but specifically the bass is you know i go for a lighter um at you know i just think about the playing a thursday friday saturday i think about the weight of my shoulder um, For sure, you know, and it and it'll it'll hurt. So I know that sounds like super. Maybe maybe I just need to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I do everything. I work out once in a while. <laughs> why don't you? I do buy a ten dollar uh, a month membership so that I can get a gym tag. On my (laughs) keychain, It's
0: just for the tag. Just to look like, oh yeah, I belong to that, gym.
1: I I don't even want to go back because I know they're going to be like, oh my gosh, they're going to see a photo of me when I scan that tag and they're going to, I know the technology, it'll say last time here, 2014 or something. (laughs) No, I'm just going to, I'll just keep paying for the tag. Thank you. Uh, No, you know, I think for me, um, you know, a lot of what I like about having a four string is that it's, it's lighter on, you know, on my on my shoulder. Um, I can also, you know, I just feel, and I, I don't know, maybe this is just in my mind, maybe I have issues, but I feel like I can, if I have to, I can manhandle a four string. Yeah. Like I could take it down. If, if the song goes there and it gets a little aggressive. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in there. I, I can own it. Um, I think another piece is, you know, what I like about it is just that I'm comfortable with it. Like, right. There are just habits we get into. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's always been here, I can make it you know and that and so I've changed my style of playing over the years to accommodate that, so i'm I'm you know I don't know what the right term is, but it's like I'm a shifter, you know like yeah. I shift my hand position yeah um and i've come I've come to really like incorporate that into my style, yeah, so it's like feeding itself, you know so I'm stylistically that's like a a sound that I've learned to enjoy you know, from what I put out. And that's kind of like my thing. So, you know, I always think about like that, um, on the A string, you know, sliding from like a, a D to an an E versus like dropping down a string. Yeah. There's something different about that tone. Oh, absolutely. And that difference is like, if you, you know, I've incorporated that into my sound.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, that counts for you know, you can play that same interval in a few places on the bass, right? And each one of them has their own timbre. Right. They're not always gonna match the tone that you have in your head that you're trying to achieve for that song. Right. Or for that part. Yeah, it makes right. that makes good sense. And and you know, you're you mentioned this comfort level and it's funny because I was thinking about as you said that I was thinking about, you know, my comfort level with a five string. And that sort of made me, I think in town, like I'm kind of known as, like I'm the guy who plays a five string at most right. things, which is right. weird to me because I'm like, I never aimed to be that. It was just, you know, I happen to have, like, it's like having that kind of hammer. Oh, that's the yeah. guy who's got the, he's got that, he's got that one particular electric drill or yep. something.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we become comfortable with those pieces. Yeah. And, and part of that comfort also, like, there's, There's a give and take, you know, so there are pieces of that that I know that, you know, that are challenges for me with the four string. Like there's, um, you know, that, that B string does have its own like tone. It has something in there. It's like milky and just, yeah, it, you know, it sits really well. And I just, as, as to what you were saying earlier, how like you like to have the options, I literally don't have that option just not there yeah yeah you know that's that's tough um and also there are you know sometimes you're you're looking stylistically or you know if you're covering a song there's some there are some bass lines that really do call for a, a five string i mean out of tone and out of like the mapping of the way that the chord progression or the you know the line is yeah
0: yeah i mean you can you can get there by you know maybe by tuning a uh, four string down right but then there are particular issues with that like how far you can tune down before the strings start you know kind of flapping around a little yeah, it get, too much yeah it's it a little you loose can, yeah or well and there are ways to compensate for that where you increase the gauge of the string but then again now you're changing like you're changing another physical part of the bass that yeah. maybe doesn't agree with you the way you know the way you like to play right Right.
1: right. So, so when you're, so with your five string, um, what, what do you like, are there disadvantages? What, what do you see as a oh, disadvantage? Yeah.
0: Yeah. There can be disadvantages. I mean, the five string, uh, pretty much de facto is going to have a, a wider neck, right? Right. Um, the, the, the place where it maybe doesn't, it doesn't come out so, uh, you know, maybe so drastically like that difference doesn't come out so drastically is the vintage precision neck, right? If you have a vintage style P from, you know, either a replica or an original God, if you have an original and you know, you're (laughs) listening to this podcast, God bless you. You know that those are, you know, uh, (laughs) you're, you're obviously well healed and we, (laughs) we salute you, sir or madam. Uh, but if you have one of those, you know, vintage P necks from the late '50s, early '60s, right? I always call those the baseball bat neck, right? Because it's like a low radius, it's like a C profile, and like it's it, it is like it's like a baseball bat, and you having that chunk. Yeah. Can be great because you know, you play differently. It's almost yep. like you're strangling the neck sometimes. Like right. it works great for like aggressive or you know, even like vintage where you're just like digging in, just meat yep. and potatoes digging in, right? Getting all the funk out of it. Yeah. But uh yeah, the 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 other than those, there's usually gonna be a wider neck on a five string. Um yeah. but also it's not amazingly wider, right? The spacing between the strings uh, is going to be a little narrower, right? Most five yeah. strings that you run into are going to be like jazz-style basses or jazz-style necks. Right. I have seen five-string, you know, P-basses. Obviously, there's a lot of other types of basses out there as well. These are not the only types there are. Right. Yeah, there's modern five-strings of different varieties. Yeah. The string spacing is going to be different on those. Um, And those... Those differences mean you have to be careful about how you dig in right. versus a four string. Like if I pull out my, you know, four string precision bass. Yeah. Uh, there's a way that I can dig in with that bass because of the string spacing that is very different than how I treat any of my five strings. Yeah. Which are more like, you know, most of them are jazz style and and like a jazz spacing. Yeah. Um, so it changes the way you play. And and finally, like I, it it only occurred to me, I think, like in the few minutes before we got on here, yeah. The 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 de facto like this is the simplest possible difference, and yet so important. The strings are more expensive, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> right. immediately, <laughs> your five string set is going to be more expensive. Why? Because the single biggest piece of metal is like, I mean, it's that fifth string and you're adding that. So like, you know, your, your, your strings are going from, you know, 18, 19, $20, $21 or whatever to like immediately they're like 25, 30 or more dollars. So, you know, (laughs) just expect that. That's, that's not as much fun.
1: Yeah. That, that's a practicality right there. Right. For sure. The pocketbook. Exactly. What about, you know, and I'm, Curious because I know that, that you play a lot of different styles. So how like where where does where does the number of strings play into you know different styles and yeah.
0: Well, we you know, we both play a lot of different styles. I think, you know, the the style where you know I will bring my five string out is if I'm doing a gig, and by gig I mean anything, you know, it's a it's a session or or whatever it is. Yeah, if it's like if it's something on the more modern side, if it's like R and B fusion, if it's, you know, progressive hard rock pop, whatever, any of those, I will typically bring my five string. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I'd never use my five string. If it's outside those genres, it's just, it becomes something that I'll think about. If, if it's something where I'm going in the first time with some guys, I don't know what we're going to be doing. It's a, you know, maybe it's a jam session or like, you know, feel it out or whatever. Automatically. I just take my five because you know, essentially right. it's like four plus one. You get your options. Yeah. I mean, I remember there's a, there is a, there's a, a story uh, about a guy who, um, he used to play uh, bass for Prince mm-hmm. and Prince was a stickler about, you know, four strings, like four strings. That's all Larry Graham ever needed. Like, right. He would literally just tell guys that. Right. Larry Graham only needed four strings. Right. And so this guy finally said to Prince, he's like, yeah, I have those four strings. I have those same four strings right here. I just have another one extra. <laughs> <laughs> and i think he won the argument i mean like i think that won. i i'm not sure but i i guess that went down because i've seen other people playing fives with prince since yeah. that so right <laughs> apparently that worked that's right <laughs> that was the right answer he had the right answer um but yeah if and, and if it's if it's anything like if i'm trying to do something that's i don't know pre-1980s or something like that if right. it's if it's vintage or indie or old school I am definitely going to take a four string, right? Because yeah. the parts like you're not going to hear a lot of extended range keyboard based bass in yeah. those older in those older recordings or older covers. Yeah. And if the band or if the band is doing originals and they're trying to write in that vibe, like I want to, I want to accompany their vibe. Like I want to be part of that. Yeah, and that means I'm not going to come in there, bring a five string, and like suddenly have this. There's this ultra low you know, note that comes out. It's like, Oh, it might sound good, but it kind of violates. It's like violating the rules. Right. Right. I'm not saying you can't do that, but I like to meet the expectations of, you know, what, what that band is, is trying to do. So if it's anything old school, right. I would take my four for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You know, I, there's that, um, there's that comfort level for me. Right. So, that I think falls into like it eventually becomes a stubbornness for me as a four string player, and it prohibits me from switching, from even like testing it out, like almost as if like you know what I tried it, I'm good, I'm I do the four, that's me, yeah, right. And I think a lot of four string players are like that, like yeah. we're, we're just this like group of basis that just say, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good with 4. Yeah. No thank you.
0: And I I definitely went that way like, you know, that that six-string that I used to have. Um I you know, when I sold that, I was like never again. And I started playing at that point, I mean for several years I would just play four strings even yeah. though I had you know, a couple five-string basses. I was I just got really into that traditional yep. stance and you know, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I think it, it kind of made me make choices that were good choices for what I was doing, but also, I don't know, kind of by reducing the options, yep, it made me more cognizant of cliches or crutches in my playing. Right. And then instead of thinking, oh, I've always got this other string down here. Well, that string's not there anymore. So yeah. I had to think more about where I was shifting and things like that.
1: That's right. So, and which is cool because, like, what I see in your playing is like you're a bassist who's like switched in different in different roles. What would you say to me, right, as as a four string player, if if I if I gave you the opportunity to like open me up and say, you know what, here it is, here's my one shot at at getting you to be a five like to bind that one five string bass and working with it what 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 advice would you give me or what line would you give
0: me yeah oh you put a huge demand on me now i have to like yeah to be a salesman for you, the no string. now
1: yeah you you represent five string sales all five string players are like they're gonna
0: hang on they're like how are you gonna do this You better case, not drop it they're gonna be like wrong um <laughs> <laughs> drop the ball well i mean you know like i said before it's it's like it's an option right yeah. it's like a it's like a sunroof on a car you you don't open your sunroof every day right because right? sometimes it's <laughs> raining and you don't want to do that that's right. common sense um but when you want to feel that sun coming in you know having yeah. that sunroof is kind of nice it really is um I think the five string for me like unlocking what the five string should be used for right yeah. versus what some people will use it for by default right yeah like some people will use it oh anytime I play in the key of D. Or whatever right c sharp or whatever or c i'm gonna go down and play on this low note to me that is exactly the wrong way to approach it right? right it's the lowest string is it's it's there for you to add you know to add flavor right if you think about the bass in terms of like intervals and patterns yeah then i find it's much easier to switch to a five string, right? If you know yeah. that, hey, I'm coming down to the adjacent string, so you know, I'm a fourth under, or another way to think about it is that might be from the root, down to the five below it, right? right. If you think in those terms, five strings really easy to to deal with. You, yeah. you have to get past the 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 reflex in your head that says this bottom string that I'm about to play yeah. is an E versus oh no it's not now it is a b right, right. and that's the thing e- even to this day like there yeah. I, I i readily admit like if i take a four string to a gig along with a five string i have to be i do have to have a little bit of conscious thought about it and make sure that i don't you know go back to a physical reflex yeah. of playing a certain string if i do that you know, guaranteed I will screw up because yep. suddenly, like, oh, I'm a fourth up from everybody else in the band. Right, not a good place to be when you're playing <laughs> bass. You don't want to do that. That's just a ground rule. Be in the same key as the other people in the band.
1: I mean, if you keep doing it, maybe it's art.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now it's jazz. I oh, did yeah. it three times it's jazz. Now, <laughs> no, I, I think uh, bandmates would disagree. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's so, yeah, I mean, selling selling the five is like it, it is like selling an option on a car. Yeah, um, it's. It it, it it is an option, right? It gives you more places to go. I feel like it would be easier for me to sell a five to somebody who has kind of smaller hands, ironically, yeah. right? Because if yeah. it's a well-designed five string, yep. being able to play that lower register further up the neck yep. can make things a little easier.
1: Right, right.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what about your four? So sell me on – I got to go the tradi- – like, Paul, you got to go the traditional route. I really want you to – Yeah. Get back to your roots.
1: Yeah. I mean, Paul, listen, Jocko did it with four. <laughs> Actually. that's true. Yeah. It, uh, that doesn't work at all because like, you know, we're not Jocko.
0: And didn't, he wasn't like five strings kind of took over after his time though, right? Like they, yeah, they weren't, I mean, you didn't, I'm sure they must've existed maybe, but maybe not nearly, they weren't nearly as prevalent as they are now. Right. But, you know. I wonder if he would have, I wonder if he would have switched. Yeah, well, I
1: mean, he took the frets off his fretboard, so He was an experimental dude. I mean, why didn't he just go for the fifth?
0: We <laughs> had to find somebody to make a bridge. That's right. <laughs> it took too much work. Yeah. That is a lot of work.
1: Now, I'm gonna redo that sales switch. I mean, uh, you know, four's plenty, right? That's all uh that's all you need.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's those are the same that's all Larry Graham needed. That's right. It's desperate. <laughs> You just needed four. That's true. Yeah, four is good.
1: Like if if it's not four, then you know, uh, I guess you know, is it like so? It's going to be five, or should it be six? Uh oh. So I don't know. Where where seven. do we go? Like like before we even think about you know not doing the four. Like where where are we with the
0: six? Right, and <laughs> plus, and then there's there's seven. Yeah. And, yeah, crazy extended range basses out yeah. there now. Like, yeah. Well, it's a good question. I mean, I used to have a six string bass. I I described that earlier, and I'm not even sure to this day why I bought it. It was it was too big for my hands. I could play it right, and the interesting thing was I bought it and I actually gigged with it that night. Right, like that was my challenge. I took it home, practiced wow. for two or three hours just to get it the difference under my fingers, hmm. and I took it to a gig. Um, <laughs> you know, I could play it, but it just—it literally was uncomfortable to play. I, I, at the time I sold it, right, some years back. I think I don't know. I think about four years ago I sold it. Yeah. Um, and it sat in a closet for years before that. Yeah. I just didn't take it out. I developed into the kind of player who knew the difference. Like I knew the right instrument for me. When I was right. when I bought that thing, I wasn't old enough or experienced enough. To know what the right bass was. Right. Right. I knew that it was that this particular instrument was beautiful. It was like this transparent black finish, which made it look like purple almost. Right. Gold hardware. Gorgeous, gorgeous instrument. And it sounded quite good. Yeah. Because um, I did take it and play it a bit before I sold it. And I was like, yeah, selling it's the right choice. Because I immediately was like, I don't like playing this. Right. And I remembered right. why it sat in the closet for years because I learned what the difference was and that. This was not a base for me. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of just struggling with it, I you know, I got rid of it. Um, I think extended range bases are they're interesting. I mean, certainly the theory that goes into them is phenomenal in some cases. Yeah. Um, and they they have their place, right? You see players who can play some amazing, there are things you can do with those bases that you cannot do with a four-string, granted, yeah, right. Um, But they're almost specialized to the point that you have to have the right kind of gig for the bass to even make sense. right? And is that – I mean, is that where you want to put your bass money? I mean, do you want to put your gear money into that? Right. Like, I'm going to put – sink a bunch of money into this very expensive extended range bass, but it's only going to work at like this one particular gig. Or, you know, this side thing or whatever. Yep. And, you know, I'm not going to lie – these basses are kind of, they're kind of fetishized quite a bit. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I've seen players who use them as an affectation. Right? Yeah. Oh, look what I've got! I've got this seven-string bass or this eight-string base, and they're right. buying it because I they do what I did when I was young or inexperienced or whatever, which was you know buy the space that looked beautiful. Yeah. Had a bunch of strings. I was like, more strings. How could that not be better? Right. Yeah. But players who use them as an affectation. And caring more about the fact that they have, or they play this, you know, wild extended range bass, as opposed to doing the job of the bass player, right? right being the musical foundation. To me, that's the wrong, that's the wrong direction. Now, again, it doesn't mean no one should have extended range bases, right? Because they're they're players or gigs or whatever that that makes sense. A guy's doing like his whole if his whole gig is like being a solo bass player or something like that, where the range gives him all the options he needs as a single player, or he's playing in a specific kind of combo, you know, uh, you know, combo of players where that is like, that's their thing. Yeah. Absolutely makes sense. Right. Right. But I still think about the idea of some guy who shows up to like, a, you know, this vintage like a vintage vibe band or you know shows up in like a country band or something like that and pulls out like a seven string bass yeah like if i was in if i'm a musician in that band and i see you do that i'm gonna laugh like i'm gonna be like um you're on your yeah. for the wrong group my friend <laughs> yeah. like you got the wrong email yeah you got the wrong email yeah for sure like and it, it, that guy might be a great player but immediately like you've set off an alarm bell Yeah. People like, what is this guy? And then you have to kind of come back from that. Right. Right. You might be the kind of player who, you know, you're going to, you're going to show up and you're going to do the exact right work. But, but immediately, like, do you even want to set off that flag before note one? Right. right?
1: It's already a tough job. Yeah. It really is. And it's not just the audience that you're, you know, performing to, but you're, you have your, your bandmates. Yeah. Right. Do you want to like put them off and, you know, you could come. Um, you know you could come with like a one of the like the chapman sticks oh yeah and honest i mean i've you know some of those guys that do that is like it's amazing but they're it either like typically in you know duos or or solos right and it does its thing but at what point are you just completely bringing a different in like at what point do you escape that you're not even playing bass anymore you know it's its own it's a different thing
0: yeah or are you like are you fitting into that band at this point or you know is are you kind of dragging it off target um you know and i i have actually i have a chapman stick as well i yeah i used to play it quite often i i haven't uh as recently just been concentrating on bass but you know it is a very it's a very interesting instrument and like a lot of these other extended range instruments like there's a place for it but if you think that you're gonna bring it into, you know, every gig and it's just gonna you know, you're just gonna make it work yeah. for whatever you're doing, uh, you know, I think I think you're mistaken, right? It ha you 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 bring that into the right kind of gig or the yeah. you know, maybe even it's something you bring that you just haul out for a song or two because you have a certain band and you wanna cover a song a certain yeah. way. Yeah. My but the same way. Yeah.
1: One of my uh my, my first bass that I picked up and it, I didn't even realize like, I mean, I knew I was playing bass, right. But I didn't give it much thought, but it was a fretless bass. And I just played that for years Yeah. until I realized like in a band setting, like, uh, this is so, it's just, you know, it's, it's like, it's niche. It has its own sound and you can't just apply it to wherever you want to apply it
0: to. Right. Right. Like, is that, again, is that working for the gig that you're on? Right. right. It's really all about yeah. that. Um, you know, there's, I guess there's one other uh, aspect to this that we didn't talk about, which is, you know, manipulating the sound of your bass yeah. with uh, electronics, right? Yep. You know, different pedals, whatever it is that you're, you know, whatever rig that you're running through. And, you know, obviously there are ways to to do that. Like you just, you got yeah. a new toy that that you showed me. Uh, today,
1: yeah, yeah. I I picked up um a, a Pog, which is like a it's a synth, you know, it's a synth effect, but it's in in essence, it's a just a different type of octave, you know, right? Pedal and yeah, and it's funny that you say that because I was thinking about when I was messing around with all the dials yeah. and and I was thinking about this episode, so I you know I threw out I was like, well, let me just do a sub, like one level sub, right. And see what that does, and you know, yeah, I could, I could get those lower notes out of it, right? Like, there's, a, there's an alternate way to get there. Yeah, it's not like having a B string, right? But it's a way of if, if that's something that you need, you can grab it, right?
0: Yeah, if the if the point is just that you need to get, like, I need to get a little lower than where I'm getting now, like if I could get an octave lower, right? Um, you know, that it might, might
1: be because a- some songs actually need, like, you know. Just below the E. Right. They right. need that E flat for whatever reason. Right, right, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. So I mean there are other ways to get there. The extended range bass is not I mean, it's not the only game in town if you need to get down to that E flat or D or whatever. You know, we talked about tuning, we talked about, you know, these these pedals. So there, yeah. there are other ways to, to do it. Um not I would say not a requirement. I I would as a musician, I would much prefer to be the guy who walks in with a four string and plays tastefully for the music that, that we're doing, like, you know, is it fits in really well, then be the guy who shows up with a five string and yay, he can hit this low D or this low C or whatever. But, you know, God, he like camps out there the whole time. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. ba- the, the whole band sounds like, you know, we're kind of veering into, you know, you know, we sound too metal, right. You know, we're trying to like, we're right. trying to do like singer songwriter, right. like, you know, you know, pretty folk stuff and this guy's uh, like down in like the low like detune like right. tool uh, <laughs> register with right. his bass or something <laughs> so yeah uh, you know again it really is just about about doing things that are right for the gig
1: yeah and what works for you as a bassist you know sometimes you can if that's you know if you can pull the four string on everything if
0: that's your thing you know go for it yeah yeah and if not you know fives fives are an option and you know Uh, I don't think we don't. I don't think we're trying to dissuade anybody from exploring. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's a good place to wrap up for this week. This has been another episode of Practical Bass where we take a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and explore that. We would love to hear your thoughts on four string versus five string or other extended range basses. If you want to get in touch with us and talk to us about this, you can get on our Facebook page You can also reach us on Twitter or Google Plus or Instagram. Uh, You can also send us feedback on our website, which is practicalbase.com. If you are not subscribed to this podcast and you're listening, we would love to have you subscribe. It's very easy to do. You can, again, visit the website at practicalbase.com, or you can go to the Podcasts app on your iPhone. You can use iTunes on your Mac computer. You can visit Google Play Music on any computer, or you can use Stitcher Radio, which will work on any platform simply search for practical base on the app that you're using and then click on subscribe and you'll get a new fresh copy of practical base with a new episode and a new topic coming to you every week and we hope to hear back from you soon and until then we hope that you are able to elevate your gigs elevate your gear and have a great time playing i'm paul frields and i'm dave guzman and this has been practical base
1: thanks for listening
0: Mother Miller. That's pretty cool. That's,
1: it was pretty cool. It would have been really good if you were like, ah, oh, that one bass line that you do, or it's like, you know. <laughs> 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 like, you, you know, know like, which one I'm talking about, like, right? You know, like, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> it's like super
1: uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah, or, yeah. or ask him, like, can you teach
0: that to me on the plane yo marcus <laughs> yo marcus, yo, marcus. <laughs> can you teach me how to slap a debate <laughs> it's like security security <laughs> <laughs>